I, a man, at least I think so, am going to be reviewing the controversial new documentary, What is a Woman? Is it worth watching? Absolutely. So What is a Woman? is the new Daily Wire documentary put out by Matt Walsh. Uh, I really enjoy watching Matt Walsh. Uh, He's a Catholic, but uh, he's got great opinions. I even enjoyed his book, Church of Cowards, uh, which I also highly recommend, uh, in addition to this documentary that we're going to be talking about. So, why did I watch the documentary in in the first place? Should you be interested in watching the documentary? Well, I felt like I, I knew what's going on. You know, I know what's going on in the world. I know the... I know what a woman is, even if the rest of the world acts like they don't. Um, Didn't really interest me. I saw some funny clips on the internet. I like good comedy. I like seeing arguments play out. I like learning how to deal with people who believe uh, vastly different things than me. So I thought it could be educational for that, but I also thought I can handle myself. Like I, I know these things. It's probably not going to contain anything that I haven't already heard. But I think just like a battle cry before charging into war is something that you probably know is going to happen. You know what the battle cry is going to be. But when the battle cry is sounded, it fills you with a motivation and a determination to fight. I think that is the main benefit of what is a woman. So I, incidentally, also subscribed to Daily Wire just to watch this documentary. Uh, The leftists, thanks to them, alone, Daily Wire has earned another subscriber. I thought, you know, this stuff is so crazy that's going on. I want to see what Matt Walsh has to offer because primarily, here's why. Here's why I, uh, what set me over the edge to subscribe and to watch this documentary. Because it's being censored. Not a single critic has reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes. The Daily Wire has sent out review copies of this video before the release to many different critics. Uh, They got back a lot of emails from those critics, calling them bigots and, you know, all sorts of other horrible names. Uh, Matt's been receiving death threats. There was a cyber attack on Daily Wire the day that it was first released. Uh, Matt's books are being censored. And if there's one thing I don't like, there's a lot of things I don't like. But one of those things that's way up there on the list is censorship. I think for any reason, no matter what it is, if something is censored, that makes me want to get a hold of it. And because of the leftists, trying to censor Matt Walsh and The Daily Wire, and specifically this documentary, I thought, well, I have to watch it. Even if I wasn't interested in it, I have to watch it. So I did. And it was an experience. Um, It wasn't quite what I expected. Uh, It was funny. It made me sad. It made me angry. There were a whole roller coaster of emotions going on in this documentary. (laughs) It was... Funny to see how ridiculous people are. Uh, it made me sad to see the the depths of 
the evils that are happening in the world regarding these uh, gender and transgender and all of the issues. I'll talk a little bit more about these, Uh, but it made me sad to see how deep these go and the great and horrible impact they have had on many people's lives. Uh, Really every single person's life who uh, has bought into this gender nonsense, it is damaging lives. It's causing mental illnesses. It uh, it's causing suicides and these things we know. And these are things that are going to be uh, hard to find. I was even doing some research for this video to try to look up a couple of guys, uh, sociologists, scientists, if you can call them that, something, some kind of professionals in the gender field, famous people from the past. And I was hard pressed to find anything not positive about them on the front page of Google. You really had to do some digging to see... uh, the negative things that these guys did or the things that these guys did not spun in a really positive way. So the culture loves this stuff. The culture is pushing it. And I think it's important for Christians too, you know, as this is a Christian podcast, because we need to be aware of the direction that the culture is going. And I think we need to be aware of uh, this stuff as it appears in any form in our churches. And it does even if it appears in the form of tolerance and acceptance and quote-unquote love for these people. And I'll talk more about that too. So, but, but the content of the documentary itself. The content is that it consists of uh, mostly questions. Yeah, very few, um, th- there's... There is a narrative, an overarching narrative for sure, but the the narrative is is pushed just by mostly Matt asking questions to various kinds of people. He he questions conservatives, um, few of them, not many. He mostly questions liberals. He travels to universities and um, he interviews a popular uh, gender transition surgery doctor who is also a trans person. He's a man pretending to be a woman. He interviews um, athletes, female athletes who have competed with male athletes identifying as females. Uh, He interviews all kinds of people. Mostly, like I said, though, people who agree with the, the gender stuff. And it is fascinating, the questions. I think he does a really good job at coming across, um, kind of neutral, but you can, you can see that he's having a tough time doing it. He, he doesn't jump right into the hard questions. He, he's just trying to get information from these people about what they do and about what gender is and about like, you know, trans stuff uh, before he gets into the, what is a woman stuff. And when he finally gets around to asking, what is a woman to these people? And by the way, also uh, these people seem to have been prepared for these questions. They've been sent the questions beforehand. They know what to expect. Um, and then some of them kind of don't like the way the, the conversation's going. He, they don't like the way Matt's asking these questions, but whenever he finally gets around to asking, what is a woman usually in a very gentle, uh, nice way, a way that you, you wouldn't know that he necessarily disagreed with them. He was coming across in a very curious way. Like, I'm just curious, you know, what, what is a woman? And the 
the vast majority, if not all of the leftist people that he interviewed, including scientists, including a professor who teaches a gender studies course, he asks this man this, and the professor and many people, their answer is, a woman is someone who identifies as a woman. And the last episode of my podcast was about self-defeating contradictory arguments. And this is one of those where you can't define a word using the word itself. They say, they say a woman is someone who identifies as a woman. And so Matt asks rightly, well, what is that? What is a woman? And, and they, they don't have a good answer. And part of me thinks, you know, do these people really not know? Nobody can really be this stupid. You would have to be an absolute moron or absolutely evil to not be able to say what a woman is or what a man is. But to define woman is to undermine the culture's view on sexuality and gender. And they can't do that. But but it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around, like, do these people really believe this? Do they know, like, oh, I can't define what a woman is or else I'm undermining this other thing that I care about? Or do they actually really believe this? I don't know. Maybe some people are both. Maybe some people are completely evil and manipulative and deceptive and other people are the manipulated. I don't know. Then another fascinating part of the documentary was that Matt travels to Africa to interview a small tribe about these same issues. He asks the same kinds of questions. And one of the talking points of leftists about this issue is that gender is a thing that we have concocted. I mean, uh, sex. Sex is a thing that we have concocted because they would also say that sex and gender are two different things. Uh, that one is not tied to the other. <laughs> but they, one of one of their talking points is that they say that, that sex is, is uh, invented. If you look through history and if you look through other cultures, people identify as different genders all the time. This is very common. Uh, and then they, they use examples like Native Americans, two spirits, they're like two genders in one or whatever. And then other examples that they give. And so Matt decided to go to uh, um, a, a tribe. You know, they live in tents and stuff. They, there's no buildings. They hunt with spears. You know, they're still a hunter-gatherer culture. You know, as primitive as you can get. And one of the one of the members of the tribe speaks English and translates for him. And they're laughing at Matt's questions. They say, well, a male is someone who as a penis. A woman is someone who, they say, delivers babies. And then Matt, Matt kept asking them questions uh, like, well, what if somebody would, like a, a man, what if he thinks he's a woman? And, and they're like, that just doesn't exist. That doesn't happen. It would never happen. Which is telling. Because in, in these cultures that don't have these values, these things don't exist. So in other words, this transgenderism stuff, this uh, gender ideology that we are pushing in our country doesn't exist in nature. That is actually something that is completely invented. And it's been invented very intentionally 
by some very evil people. And I'll give you an example of two of them right now. There's two men. One, you might have heard of one or both of these. I've, I had only heard of one of them. Uh, the, the two men are Alfred Kinsey and John Money. I have heard of John Money before. I've heard of the Money Experiments. You can look those up uh, if you're wanting a rough ride. But the documentary also talks about these men. So Alfred Kinsey and John Money, both seen as heroes. Like I said, I was looking up these men on Google, and you're hard-pressed to find anything negative about them on the front page. First, John Money. John Money is known as the father of gender identity, right? This is the, He is the root. He is known as the father, the greatest and first proponent of gender identity. He even coined the word gender identity. He's the first one to use it. He incidentally also coined the word gender to apply to a person's sexuality. Gender originally was a linguistic term where words could be assigned genders. We don't really have this in English. We have it in very few words, actually. The word blonde um, has a gender, like referring to females, blonde has an E on it. And then referring to males, blonde has no E. But in other languages, like French and, and many other languages, there are genders assigned to words. That is what gender originally meant. But John Money applied this to people and created a distinction between sex and gender. But also, he's probably most famous for an experiment that he did with two baby twin boys. One of the boys uh, had a mishap with his circumcision and was um, partially castrated. And by the way, this, uh, this is rough. I highly recommend listening to this, but if you have kids around, who would listen to this with their kids? <laughs> but maybe listen to it by yourself because uh, this, this next part's rough. So the twin who was um, who was messed up because of this circumcision, this doctor manipulated the parents into raising that boy as a female. Now he wasn't a female. We know this because he was born with a penis, and that's what makes a male, right? And then and then uh, people who disagree with this, they would say, "Well, women, you know, women can have penises." No, they can't. Well, what about people who have both sex organs? Uh, yeah, that happens in less than, you know, 0.01% of cases. That's a, a very rare case. And even then, you either have male or female chromosomes, right? So bodies are male or female. There can be mishaps. There can be mutations. Uh, there can be, I wouldn't even say exceptions, but there are oddities. There are uh, strange things that happen, but that doesn't break the rule that there is such a thing as male and there is such a thing as female. Um, even biblically, you know, as a Christian, we have to believe this. It is required. God made them male and female. There's two. And there's no such thing as gender, like John Money invented. It, it was shocking to me to find out that the word came from this guy. This guy created the word gender. And so I think as a result of this, man, I mean, and I think this is probably also a conscience thing. So you do whatever you want to do. But I think that we probably shouldn't even be using the word gender except to tell people why gender is uh, is a nonsense term. You know, Christians probably shouldn't even be using the word gender because it, 
it it comes from these evil roots and the word itself accomplishes nothing good. So he, he manipulated the parents into raising one of these little boys as a girl. And um, he performed experiments on them. And one of the experiments was that the brothers were forced to regularly perform sex acts on each other. One, the boy who was raised as a girl was raised to be um, the, the feminine receiver of the sex acts. And the male, the the boy who was raised as a male, was supposed to be the you know the the giver of the sex acts. Uh, but the boy who was raised as a girl, uh, called Joan, eventually was told the truth about what happened to him. And uh, there are videos of him actually giving interviews where he's talking about the evils of the surgery or of the surgeries evils of. Um, transgenderism, begging people not to do this and saying it will mess up your life. You can look them up. His name is John. Uh, John. I forgot his last name, but you can look it up. Just look up the money experiments. And uh, John then detransitioned once he, I, I mean, not that transitioning is even possible, but we'll just say the word. He detransitioned. He started identifying as a male once he learned the truth and eventually he committed suicide because of the suffering he went through. And uh, his brother suffered too, having eventually developed schizophrenia and then he died of a, a drug overdose. So this is John Money, the origin of the word gender and gender identity. The next man that the documentary talks about, his name is Alfred Kinsey. Uh, this one I had never heard of. I've never heard of this man, but he seems even worse. If you can think of some something worse uh, than John Money, you'd be it would be difficult to. But it's it's uh, Alfred Kinsey. So what Alfred Kinsey did? He's known as the father of the sexual revolution. Whoa. Uh, he performed a lot of sexual research, and he primarily performed this research on criminals who were accused of uh, sex abuse. They were sex offenders, and many of them were pedophiles. And so they had this obviously twisted outlook on sexuality. And so he he got a lot of his data from these, uh, these twisted people. <laughs> he also conducted experiments where he recorded the number of orgasms that children could have, little children. He made them you know, and recorded the results. Very little children included. Uh, it's difficult to think of something more absolutely twisted and evil and, and deviant, gross. But he did it. And his research directly influences sex education in public schools to this day. Think about that. If these men were uh, capable of feeling proud, writhing in the outer darkness in eternal conscious torment, uh, they would be very proud of our culture right now, because we are uh, following in their footsteps, and we're not—we're—we're we're doing very little to go against the grain. So these men and people like them are the root of the 
sexual revolution, of transgenderism, all of this stuff is connected in there at the root. Uh, look at the roots. They're totally evil. They're bad. Doesn't make sense. All this stuff is a very recent invention. It's going totally against reality. And we're being taught that you, you know, to be loving and accepting, you have to accept the fact that people can change their sex in, in reality is what it is. They, a man can believe he's a woman. We're creating a new word, calling it gender. So we're saying sex and gender. We're like splitting. We're, we're creating a copy. We're like copying and pasting like in a computer, copy and paste sex. And then we change the word and then we're changing this. We're creating like a straw man of gender. Of, we're creating a straw man of sex rather. And we're absolutely destroying it. Uh, we're ripping it apart. We're, we're twisting it. We're, we're changing it into whatever we think is suitable for us. And it's not the way things ought to be. Uh, it doesn't reflect reality. Because of this documentary, uh, and like I said, I, you know, I didn't hear much in it that I didn't already know. Uh, my convictions about many of these things hasn't changed. But I am more aware now than I was before of the evil in this world and the depths of the depravity. And I'm more aware than ever of the significance of the war that we're in. And it is a war. There is good that exists and there is evil. And the evil is getting more blatant and more obvious and sharper. This issue is black and white. There are things in the world that are black and white. And there is a side that we as just human beings as people who live in reality need to side on, but especially as Christians where we have a, a higher standard that we are beholden to. It is unacceptable for Christians to give any ground whatsoever on this subject. If you're not a Christian, it's unacceptable for you too, but I'm more concerned about you knowing Jesus than I am about you uh, having the right perception of reality. But you know, we need to be attacking this in our culture through our churches. Uh, you know, if our churches are, are in line, then good, let's fight it in our culture. But if not, you know, we need to get our churches in line or we need to abandon them because this is, uh, this is a big deal. This is serious. The world needs reason. And this is based in reason. You don't have to read the Bible to know that man and woman exists. And our culture is entirely abandoning it along with God. And it's sad to see. Uh, I was furious after watching the documentary yesterday. You know, I was sad and, and, I, and I was angry to, to see all of the horrible stuff um, that, that people do. Hospitals are making oodles of money from these quote-unquote transgender operations. They're making so much money. Parents are being manipulated into transitioning their kids. A man in Canada was put in jail for not wanting his child to go through a, uh, to receive hormones and eventually go through a, a transgender procedure. When his wife did, the government automatically signs sides with the parent who is pro 
uh, transgenderism. Rights are being taken away. Freedom is being taken away. Rationality uh, is being sucked out of the world because of these things. Uh, churches and our culture as a whole is more concerned with how to come across to these people than they are about living in reality. If there is an outlier, and I'm, I'm serious about this, if there, is, if there is a person who is insane or believes something insane, we are not beholden to be tolerant of them. We're not beholden to be accepting or loving of their nonsense. And this is nonsense. And then some spineless, misled, deceived Christians will say some nonsense like, but women spoke to, or I mean, but Jesus spoke to a prostitute at the well. Yeah. And you know what he did? If you had any sense in your brain, you would know what comes next in the story, which is that he called her to repentance. Jesus didn't say, hey, you're a prostitute. Man, good on you. Wow, I'm so that's so brave of you. Being a prostitute. Wow. You're gonna, you gotta, we gotta celebrate you. Let's have a party. Jesus didn't do that. He told her all of her sins and he called her to repentance. Yes, Christians need to engage with these people, but the way we engage with them is not by tolerating them. We do not want these people to exist. We want people to exist who are in line with the will of God, who know the truth, who understand that truth exists. That's the kind of people that God wants. The creator of the universe didn't create people so that uh, you know, so that they could revel in their rebellion. He created people so that they could repent and come to him and believe. Truth exists. Reality exists. There is one reality, like one doctor says in the documentary. There is one reality. There is not your truth. There is not your reality. There is reality. There is truth. And that's all there is. And as for me and my house, we're going to act like it. And so should you.